Hi, and welcome to the HSP World Podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait to have a conversation about a burning HSP-related question that they have. We're not coaches or therapists. We are HSPs holding space with you. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas, and your other hosts are... Robin. And Rain. All right. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode. With us today, we have our guest, Jazz. Hi, Jazz. Hey. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Great. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank, thanks very much for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to this. As to start us off, could you maybe uh, tell us a little bit uh, your HSP story, how you first learned or heard about the trait? Yeah, sure. I, I think like a lot of people, I just felt a bit odd and couldn't quite put my finger on it. I felt kind of strange as, as a kid and then a teenager and then that carried on into early adulthood and I fell into a career in sales of all things and I was unfulfilled and just really tired and all this stuff and um, I kind of gorged on self-help and psychology stuff I think because I was a curious chap and like a lot of us are but also um, probably without realizing just trying to diagnose what the heck was wrong with me in uh, wrong in quotation marks and then yeah it was kind of my early mid-20s I initially discovered I was an introvert and that was a massive aha moment and then the second massive aha moment was when I came across uh, Dr Elaine Aaron's high sensitivity test I think through that kind of combined being an introvert being a highly sensitive person of course they're both different things but I feel lots made sense for me because both of those had this element of kind of being drained and energy and all that sort of thing. So kind of since then, it's been a case of further aha moments and really um, just trying to feel better and, and manage things better on a, on a day-to-day basis. But yeah, that discovery was uh, quite an important one for me. Thanks. Yeah, I can relate a little bit to that uh, idea of uh, going through all the the pop psychology and self-help books and trying to say, okay, what the heck's going on here? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I think that you brought us kind of close to uh, today's question. Could you tell us uh, what it was that you wanted to ask? Yeah, sure. Um, something really, I guess, kind of close to my heart, as it were, in all sorts of ways. How, I guess, we can manage our sensitivity I know I, I mentioned energy, kind of energy, sensitivity, all this stuff. Yeah, how, how, how I'm, always, I'm always curious to hear from other HSPs how, how they do that, because it's something I, uh, I continue to try and manage on, a, on an ongoing basis. Mm. Good question. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right that we, we can use different words here, depending on whatever makes sense to whoever's listening. So you could say, how do you manage your sensitivity, your energy level? your stimulation level. Some people talk about stress level, but it's a little bit, a little bit wider than, than that, I think. But it could, you know, concept, the concept of stress management could also kind of fit in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazz, so, so what part of it, because I, I, and, you know, correct me if I'm putting kind of words to it, I'm just kind of wondering more, is it because there's certain aspects of managing 
your energy that you you struggle with sometimes or kind of what what do you mean by manage your sensitivity manage your energy yeah i am um, well i'll give you an example so i uh met a couple of friends yesterday in a in a safe manner well, with everything that's going on here in here in the uk and across the world mm. um you know before that i kind of had a couple of calls and i woke up this morning and i could tell that you know i had a social day yesterday mm. and so you had yeah. an introvert hangover. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in, introvert hangover slash HSP hangover. I don't know if that's yeah. the thing. Um, <laughs> but I, I, this is where I'm saying, I honestly think, you know, that it's kind of like a double whammy. A double whammy makes it sound negative and um, it, it's it's not a negative at all. But but in, in that way, yeah, it is. It's like, well, like um, I'm feeling pretty, I'm, I'm feeling pretty tired today, you know. I perked up this evening a little bit, so so you guys don't need to worry. But um, but yeah, I guess, I guess just just broadly speaking, I know for yourselves, each of us has a different experience with stimulate overstimulation and and feeling tired. Um, mm. But I guess I just wanted to ask that question in, in in the broadest sense, kind of however it lands with you, really. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, I'd just love to hear your your own experience. I, I like um, I like the distinction between introvert hangover and HSP hangover because I think that's there's something to that. The way that I interpret introvert hangover is that when this happens to me when I'm social, I feel drained after a while, and then I just have to go off and recharge by myself. Whereas the HSP hangover is more like I I continue thinking about what happened and the stimulus and you know I start thinking I, like did I say the right thing or did I say the wrong mm. thing or did I forget to say something that to me is like the the HSP hangover part <laughs> oh cool you know the, pro the processing of the information the yeah. processing right yeah. precisely interesting and I wonder if there's any overlap I, I really like what you said there Thomas but I wonder if there's kind of any overlap between well, I, I think there is, um, but sense. but we do know that about thirty percent of HSPs are extroverts, mm -hmm. um, and I'm willing to to conjecture that they also have a hangover of sorts from overstimulation. Well, okay, I'll, the one in three will go here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, there can be overlap, and uh, yeah, when you have the two traits at the same time, extroversion and uh, high sensitivity, you look a little bit different from less sensitive extroverts, as well as from the introverted uh, highly sensitives. I mean, I think I overall, I probably look more like an introverted HSP than I do a non-HSP extrovert. Um, I do like to go out. Uh, I do like to see people, to be connecting with people. Uh, as much as possible, but then it's the, the possible, what's possible. <laughs> That's what's different um, between me and someone who would be less sensitive because, um, yeah, this is where those two things overlap, right? So uh, when I go out or I'm surrounded by a lot of people, my need for extroversion for taking in what the outside world is giving me, um, that need is met, but because I'm processing what I'm getting 
more deeply, that threshold can be reached more quickly. So it depends what's going on, right? Like, let's say this is, this is where quality um, becomes a concern. I think we've mentioned this before, um, but I think it's definitely relevant to a discussion of energy and, and simulation as well, right? Because how do you manage your energy? Well, the, the fine balance that HSP extroverts are always walking is the very self-same things can feed you energy and bring your energy. So you have to be really careful in choosing what you do. You have to think, okay, you know, where am I at? Where am I starting? Okay, it's a, it's a Friday evening after, you know, my whole week. How do I feel? Do I feel just like really tired and, and drained and depleted from my week? Um, and if I go hang out with my colleagues after work, let's say, will that improve my level of energy or will it reduce it? It's always going to be both. This is the thing that's interesting um, because again, like being around people, you're going to be processing things deeply and it's going to, that it's always going to take a certain level of energy for you. So that's where choosing the right people and the right settings and the right types of socialization is going to be really important. I know there are some people that even if I'm tired, the quality of conversation with them or just we're going to laugh together or we're going to, you know, just have such a good feeling of connection that even if I'm tired, it's worth pushing through that a little bit because then the, the human connection element is going to sustain me for a very long time. And then, then probably the next day, you know, I'm going to spend the whole morning just inside like, being very lazy, not talking to anybody, just kind of reflecting on everything. But it is, it is very nourishing. So I guess my, my first takeaway in terms of how do I manage energy? Uh, and I, I have become more deliberate about this in the years where I started um, reflecting on how sensitivity um, plays out in my own life, um, really emphasizing quality interactions. So paying very close attention to how do I feel around certain people? How do I feel in certain settings? And it's not black or white. It's interesting. Even some people that I really like, depending on what's going on, sometimes the interaction leaves me feeling a bit drained or activities, you know, like I was talking before about social dance, but there's some evenings where let's say it's more about a competition or something like that. Uh, those evenings, you know, I have to, I have to expect that it's going to be a mixed result. So I think just knowing that and being very, deliberate about observing and not, and not having uh, premeditated ideas either, right? Like I was really surprised I hung out with a, a friend, again, kind of safely. And was a little bit surprised that after the interaction, I didn't feel so great. This is a person that I actually really like and I consider a good friend, but I suspect it may have been that I was picking up a little bit on something that was going on with them, something that was going on with me, and it just wasn't a, a good fit in the moment. So, you know, just, just observing just observing everything and, and taking note and then, you know, kind of acting on it um, in the moment. Again, you don't have to generalize. You don't have to then say, oh, this person is bad for me or, or I don't like being around people. Like, no, just, you know, taking it as another piece of data and, and adjusting as you go along. Similar to what we said in the health episode, I think. Can I ask, Robin, that was really interesting to hear, by the way, so thanks for sharing that. Do you feel... Um, there are things you do differently as an extrovert who is a highly sensitive person as opposed to 
an extrovert who isn't a highly sensitive person. Okay, so compared to a non-HSP extrovert, yeah. Yeah, in, oh, in, yeah. In, I guess, and in terms of, yeah, um, well, definitely, we're talking about managing definitely. your energy specifically, yeah. I need more alone time. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do share with introverts, I need more alone time. I have to expect, I have to expect that certain situations um, are going to uh, overwhelm me or, or going to, let's say, push up the level of stimulation. I won't necessarily hit my, my, my peak or I won't necessarily you know, cross into overstimulation, but they will add uh, and amplify the level of stimulation. So like I already mentioned, uh, competitions or um, being around people when there's like stress or tension, what else? I mean, just, just um, I, I need more space to think, I need more time to think about things. What Thomas was saying about uh, the reflecting and like post-processing of things, um, I do that a lot more. Uh, I just, I always think I have this one friend, who for me is such a classic, like non-sensitive extrovert. Um, you know, when, when we were younger, when I felt my sensitivity less, because typically when people like are in, in their late teens and early 20s, that's when they feel it the least. Um, we would go out a lot, you know, but then we'd come back and I, I would be like thinking about something that someone said or something that I did or, or like just, I don't know, having some existential crisis, like every week I have one. And he would just be like, Robin, what are you doing? Why are you thinking about this? Just got to get out there and have fun, not think about anything. No, 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 no. You know, and so for, for me, that was kind of, I'm not saying every non-HSP extrovert is like that, but for me, that was, <laughs> you know, a, a big difference between us where he was like, what's all this like thinking and like, come on, get off with that. Just go out and have fun. And sometimes he's right. Sometimes I have to, sometimes I do have to. But, so again, here would be a second uh, thing that I tried to do to manage energy is to not, um, how can I say? Okay, to cut, I, I'm, I'm experimenting with this thing recently where I'm trying to treat like that part of um, my, my trait as almost like a, like a little kid that just kind of wants to keep going and you kind of have to check it, check the impulse, right? Where it wants to keep thinking or it wants to keep uh, maybe ruminating about something. At some point you have to tell it, okay, hold on, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna go for a walk. We're gonna have a nap, or we're gonna have a snack, or we're gonna put you aside for a second. Pay attention to you know what's going on with your body, not just your mind. And then maybe we'll come back to the mind. You know, so, I don't know. That's another thing I've been trying. Robin, that that just brought such the biggest smile onto my face when you said, <laughs> you know, stop all that thinking. <laughs> that's such that's a, such a thing to say to an HSP to a highly sensitive person like stop think stop thinking so much <laughs> well okay see but it has to be done and that's why I say you know maybe the image of a, a kid or even maybe like a puppy or something you know is is important because it has to be said with love right and this is I yes. think one of the issues is that a lot of HSPs get dismissed like like why are you thinking or like all this thinking can only lead to a bad place right right, that, right. that's simply not true um, and we also don't want to, let's say, put that part of ourselves out of commission forever. So then we're cutting ourselves off of something very important. But, um, you know, it has to be given, I think, its, it's proper due and its proper space. And, and I think having it better connect, better grounded in, in the body and in the, in the physical realities, I think that can, that can only help that part. And actually calms it down, too. 
you know, I, I find that if I do exercise enough and sleep enough and drink enough water and stuff like that, I find if I do that, my mind is a little bit, you know, it's, it's quieter and it's, you know, it, my sensitivity goes to better places, I think. You know, it goes more to, oh, let's like notice these, I don't know, pretty birds and isn't the weather lovely today instead of like, uh, what was that thing that I said 10 minutes ago that I shouldn't have said, oh, you know. <laughs> One thing that I've discovered that that is helping me a lot manage my energy is taking that me time, that, that alone time, and making sure that I get enough of it in every day. And, and the way that I do that is to basically grab it in the morning. So before I work, you know, I, I used to just, you know, get up, get, get ready, ate breakfast, and then it then started work right away. And, and what I found was, is that if I didn't have that me time somewhere in the day, and often, you know, as the day goes on, there's less and less opportunity to get that me time. Then I, then I found that, that my energy was off. So by doing this, by basically saying, okay, you know, um, every morning I'm going to have, I'm going to be alone. I'm going to do my meditation. I'm going to do some of my own work, whether it's uh, working on art or working on whatever writing. Then if I have, you know, more stimulation later on in the day, by the end of the day, I can say, you know, I still feel good though, because I got that me time in. So it's, it's almost like a, like a, you know, like a cup that fills up for me. If I can fill up that cup for me in the morning, then I, I can let it drain during the day and I'll be okay by the end of the day. I like what you said about that, Thomas. I, and I, and I agree too with a lot of what you were saying Robin, I find for me, it's um, relationships. That's where, um, that's where I have to be uh, pretty, pretty mindful. Um, I don't know if it's like that for you, Jazz, or not, where, you know, relationships or interactions can be pretty draining. You mentioned you were in sales and you found yourself super drained at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, relationships is a big one for me, right? And actually, just in general, boundaries. Um, yeah. And that's both online and digital boundaries. Um, yeah. Social media, emails. I'm, I'm realizing that I actually need to um, be conscious of, 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 of digital. Like, st- I, I, I never thought I could be exhausted. Um, from, you know, emailing or being on Twitter, for example, but yeah, again, and especially with a lot of what's happening in the world right now, I've had to distance myself from social media, but yeah, relationships and, and, and people in general and boundaries are yeah, a big one for me. Yeah. And that's the one, um, that's the one that I'm finding actually the, the most benefit from, <laughs> from, from actually setting boundaries because I mean, I can do all the self-care things, you know, like I can exercise and get enough sleep. I can do, you know, eat prop, you know, eat healthy and I can do all these things. But if I've got one or two people, you know, whether it's online or in person or whatever, that are just, that are demanding too much, um, that, you know, 
then really it's a matter of me stepping back and going, what, what am I getting out of this? <laughs> you know, like what, what, what am I getting out of this? And, and, you know, are, are we, are we on the same page here? And, you know, how are things kind of, how's this working out? And, um, and then, and then basically, you know, putting a healthy boundary in place as to, you know, and it's basically a, it's, it's protecting my time. That's what it's doing. You know, it's basically kind of saying, you know, which, and I know, I know a lot of HSP struggle with it. And I know, you know, when I first started to do it, it's getting a lot easier now. I really struggled with it because it was kind of like, gee, you know, that's a really kind of unfeeling, you know, way to be about it. But um, I think because being an HSP, you know, most of the time we do have quite a bit of empathy for others, you know, and, uh, and we, you know, we can understand how they're feeling, um, you know, but at the same time, there's only so much of you. And, and if you're going to function at, at your best, then that's sort of how I've been viewing it. If I'm going to function at my best then I have to protect my time and, and, you know, who has access to me, when, for how long, you know, and it's, and then it's sort of like a constant, you know, it's kind of, you know, which it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do, you know, especially if you've, you know, if, I mean, I know I've had, you know, a family member too, where it's like, you know, they're, they're pretty demanding and I'm not, there's not much, you know, there's not, I'm not getting too much back out of it other than it's a drain on my time and energy and resources, right? And I've, you know, kind of had to, you know, step back and go, no, you know, there's other, there's other places I can put my energy. A lot of the time it's, it's back into myself, right? And into other relationships that are um, where we're at the same level. You know what I mean, Jazz? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I can relate to to everything you just said there. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky though. I don't know. I do find it kind of tricky, and and it can, you know, it's it's that's it's kind of an HSP thing where, um, you know, uh, I know when when um, I was doing the HSP discussion groups you know, the last meeting we would have, um, we spent the meeting talking about, you know, how we weren't going to be seeing each other, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and that's something that's, you know, it's important for HSPs that we, for us, you know, it's a process, you know, mm -hmm. the closing of things out is a process, um, whether we can or cannot do that with the other person or not, it's still a process for us that, um, you know, for me that I, I know I need to honor it. Otherwise it's just kind of left hanging out there in limbo somewhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think someone described to me once, uh, she, she said it a lot more delicately, but something to do with the, like, like cutting the cord, like emotional cord cutting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can, I can relate to that and like, like leaving things open or kind of in limbo or just on a sour note, um, mm. isn't, isn't ideal for me personally. No, no, it's, it's, it's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal, but 
at the same time, you can't always control how somebody else is going to respond. You this know? is it. Yeah. You know, you, 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 that's not something you can't always end on a good note with everybody all the time, you know? And it's, for me, I, I mean, that's okay. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, life is, life is in, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not a, you know, it's messy, you know, it's messy and, and we just, you know, we just do the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing I'm wondering, cause you know, there's, okay, I guess at least two, two fronts, two main fronts uh, on which you can work to manage your energy. And one is the internal stuff. Um, We've mentioned meditation and exercise and a lot of those things that come back to, to health. There's, well, I guess there's maybe something that would be like in between, like bridging, like when we talk about, okay, boundaries or learning how to manage certain relationships. Um, I guess that would be kind of like the connection between the inner and the outer. But I'm wondering um, how often do you guys go for external management? So for example, just saying, okay, I don't know, I'm going to work less hours or I'm going to go out less often and take on less activities. How often is that your one of your coping strategies for reducing uh, overstimulation? Mm, that's a good question. What, what, go ahead, Jaws. Go ahead. Do you want to answer? Yeah, sorry, I just I, I missed the end. The end part. But was that um, uh, working less or doing less to, to manage? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like do, yeah, yeah. do you work less? Do you just take on less commitments in your life? Basically. Yeah. So. Um, one hundred percent yes, and kind of I've got a couple of things to say there. So I'm I'm fortunate, you know. I, I said five years ago I was working in the city. I now uh, work remotely, and that's been uh, that's been amazing. Just not having a commute, just being in control of my time, and I think it's like a, I was thinking about this recently. I think it's like a twofold benefit for myself as a highly sensitive person because. Not only am I more in control of my day-to-day -day stimulation, if you like, in, in working remotely and being able to um, kind of choose where I work and, and all that sort of stuff, but I get all that time and energy back from what I was expending before, commuting each way. Mm. Um, so that's been great for me. And then, yeah, just on like a kind of, I guess on a, on a, on a life level away from work, I'm quite conscious about how I spend my time. So, you know, I, I mentioned yesterday with going out with my friends and what have you, I am much better at knowing what my limits are and being able to anticipate in advance. Okay. I've got this thing coming up. I'm going to need to have a more chill day the next day, for example. And also journaling helps me with that I kind of journal which helps me kind of check in with where I'm at and how I'm feeling. Um, it's like a, just a three question journal prompt. Um, how do I feel? What do I need? And what would I love to have? And that's a really handy way of me. If I'm feeling a bit, feeling a bit frazzled and I'm not sure why just to be like, okay, yeah, this, this is starting to make sense now. So yeah, just being more intentional uh, has been really important for me, but you know, I completely appreciate that. I feel, yeah, um, a lot of people are, um, maybe not right now, but, you know, 
kind of working in offices and what and what have you. So so that that can be that can be quite difficult. But but even so, even if you are working in an office, I feel like um, there are ways you can just just manage better. And uh, I like what Thomas said earlier because that's something I do myself. I used to have to spring out of bed at the crack of dawn um, and head straight into work. And like my slow, I like to really kind of ease into the morning um, mm-hmm. gently. It's just really nice. And uh, yeah, it just keeps me calm and, and settled going into the day rather than um, kind of just feeling a bit on edge or anxious or, you know, overstimulated. I, I tend to push myself quite quite hard sometimes and and so managing stimulation managing my energy can be difficult because of that and so what I found is by doing meditation and practicing mindfulness um, that mindfulness helps quite a bit because now I can sort of respond to what my brain is doing what what I'm thinking about and say, oh, you know, look, look at that. Um, but but I I tend to push myself a little bit too hard sometimes, and, and so it's just a matter of me noticing when I'm pushing myself too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely one uh, I can admit to uh, struggling with. There. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of ambitious HSPs out there who, uh, you know, set lofty goals for themselves. And yeah, I think uh, sometimes maybe I do uh, set goals that are more suited to a non-HSP. And uh, even with everything that I know about my sensitivity, sometimes it can be really tough to, to manage those expectations and to not feel like I'm falling short, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's like, well, the, you know, we're what, 15 to 20% of the population. So, you know, the majority of the time that's, you know, we, you know, we're told what the norm is according to what non-HSPs are, are doing, right? Particularly in, in Western cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So there could be a tendency there to, um, you know, compare and, and, you know, you know, when, you know, why can't I do this that, you know, most other people can do kind of a thing. Whereas, um, I know for me, um, removing a lot of stuff out of my schedule really helps me to, I don't, I think it's focus, focus more on what's important to me. Um, and, and I don't know, for me, it's part of accepting that I've got the trade, you know, like, um, if I'm not accepting, I have, I I have the trait, then I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do my life like a non HSP, which doesn't work for me. Right. (laughs) But if I'm just accepting that, no, that's not what's going to work for me. I got to find my own, I got to find my own groove, you know? And, and sort of feeling into that, then that's what tends to, I don't know, bring, bring me more satisfaction and, um, I don't know, just an overall sense of, um, I, I guess, accomplishment, you know, 
that I'm accomplishing it, things that are important to me that may not be considered important to the other 80%, but they are important to me. And, you know, that's, that's who I got to look at in the mirror every morning. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Robin? Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the, um, I don't know if I want to say struggle because that sounds, you know, super negative, but yeah, I mean, look, every, every trade has its upsides and its downsides, right? And it's, um, yeah, I think it, it's something that I am still working on, you know, having moments of saying like, oh, oh, just, this is just how, how it's presenting itself and uh, I have to be more mindful of, of my energy level and, um, and that's it. And it's not, again, it, it doesn't ever predetermine what you can and can't do, right? Because there's HSBs who are doing well in every facet of life. Um, but yeah, you, you, you as an individual or me as an individual, you know, we have our own limits and we do have to find them and respect them. It's, yeah, it's part of the process. Some days it's easier than others to, to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Some days it's easier than others to acknowledge mm -hmm. it and accept it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jazz, I want to thank you for today's conversation. I, I really enjoyed this and uh, I'm curious um, to know how you feel about the conversation. Were there some points that resonated with you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on to ask the question. Yeah. No, like I say, it's, it's one which I know will be like an ongoing thing uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, something I can just tick off and check and be like, yeah, I've mm -hmm. completed that. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I resonated with, with lots of what was said and uh, by, by, by the three of you. So, yeah, no, thanks very much. Well, thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for, thank you, Jess, for um, your courage to ask the question. I enjoyed chatting about it, and I know your question is going to be helpful for other HSPs, too. Yeah, I hope so. Thank, thanks, Ray. Well, thanks, everybody, and thank you to our listeners. So please join us for our next episode, where we'll be having another interesting HSP conversation. To any highly sensitive listeners out there who have a burning HSP-related question, big or small, we invite you to ask it on the HSP World Podcast. Just email info at hsp.org.